0: It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Hey guys, welcome back to Money for Lunch. I am just thrilled, Um, I want to do a quick shout out to uh, some individuals who just recently bought, uh, or I shouldn't say bought, they actually just got my book for free. So I wrote a book called DominatingYourMind.com, DominatingYourMind.com. And it's really about uh, destroying, let me restart that. It's about crushing your fears, destroying your doubts, so you, my friend, can become unstoppable. Our minds have everything to do with how we live, right? Our mindset is everything. So uh, a quick shout out, a quick shout out to Adam T. Uh, also Henry N and Sarah B. And last but not least, I hope I get this name correct. Titch H. So anyway, I hope I got your name, your first name correctly. Thank you guys for getting the book. It's, uh, like I said, it's available on Amazon for $20 plus shipping and handling. Or you can go to DominatingYourMind.com, get the book for free, and all you pay is a little shipping and a little handling. So uh, anyway, just thanks for your support. Hope you enjoy the book. Let me know. And um, all right, so let's jump into it with a quote from... Ralph Waldo Emerson, for every minute you remain angry, you give up 60 seconds of peace of mind. Yeah, that sounds about right. For every minute you remain angry, you give up 60 seconds of peace of mind. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Let's get the party started. On the show with me today, Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal, attorney for workers and consumers, selected... As one of the top attorneys in Southern California, in 2017, Norm was inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm Blumenthal's a regular here on, on Money for Lunch. As always, welcome back, Norm Blumenthal.
1: Nice to be back, Bert, and uh, good morning to you and all the uh, all your listeners out there. Um, we got a lot to discuss today. Um, that we talked about before, and, uh, you know, we're here. This is money for lunch, and we're here to make money for all the working stiffs of America out there. If they would just tune in and hear what we have to say, I think it will affect all of them. And so the first thing I wanted to talk about today is uh, the new act that's in front of Congress. It's Raised the Wage Act of 2019, and uh, that's in front of the Congress now. And that is the, the plan is to raise the minimum wage um, over time from now until 2024 to $15 an hour. And, you know, that may not sound like a lot to uh, you folks now because you're making over $15 an hour, but it affects everybody because the rising tide will float all ships. And currently the minimum wage is only $7.25 an hour. That means there's a lot of people out there. Uh, who are working uh, for $7.25 an hour, which is not even a living wage. And if we can get this done, uh, 40 million working people, 25% of the workforce will have their wages raised by 2024 uh, to $15 an hour. This will generate $120 billion in additional income, for families that needed most uh, including 23 million women and 5 million single parents and we've talked about this before bert these are people that will spend every penny they they make because they're at the low end of the of the wage scale and they have no real uh, earning power or organizational power to get there wages raised except for passage of laws that actually do it. They can't go into their boss because there's other folks out there who would take their job, um, just to have have a job to make money. So these people, though, every one of them will spend their money. So that $120 billion, you can multiply that by three every year for like $360 billion because of, of the velocity of money. That money passes through their hands into paying for food and clothing and housing and transportation all of these things that they need in everyday life in turn the then passes into the hands of the employees for all these industries and in turn they then spend the the money so it has a multiple effect on the economy simply by raising the minimum wage and the the alternative is is there is no alternative because the employers can't go anywhere else to have these people work because today America is a service industry.
0: Yeah, and and, and here's the deal that I just want to kind of uh, emphasize this, this velocity of money. Uh, this is so important when consumers. Even slow down their spending, it jeopardizes the economy, right? I mean, look, first of all, this is a, a talk for a different time, but you, you definitely have to save your money. But bottom line is when consumers aren't spending money, it it jeopardizes the entire economy. This velocity of money is a real thing. It's a real Uh, We call it economic theory. And and, and if consumers aren't spending money, then the economy can't grow. That's the bottom line, right?
1: Almost 70% of the money spent of the gross domestic product is consumer spending in this country now. That's what we have. That's where the money is being spent. And so, you know, the the other 30% capital expenditures for companies uh, and and industry and government – is only 30% of the spending. So you have to put the money in the hands of the people that are going to spend it. And this the idea is is a rising tide will float all ships because those of you out there now making $15 an hour for the job you're doing, you're going to get a raise because they're going to there'll be a raise across the board to keep the employee that is making a um, that's a little more responsibility keeping him happy. So what we right. need to do is and, and there is there is a phone number I'm going to give you, and this is uh, uh, phone number is gives you this is the EPI policy center, and it will give you suggestions on how to contact your uh, congressman, and the, their phone number is one. Uh, 1- 866 426 2631 and if you call that number and you'll get a script and say look I'm a wage earner in the country I want to vote you to vote yes on HR 582 the raise the wage act and uh, this is will put you in touch with your uh, congressman or congresswoman telling them you want to you want them to vote in favor of raising your minimum wage now the problem will get that 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 bill will pass the house of representatives because we have a democratic majority but it won't pass the senate and it will never be signed by donald trump so if you're interested in having your ra uh raise Well, then you're going to have to go out there this next election and vote for putting Democrats in office so that you can get this done. The same thing holds true with um, a a regulation that President Obama signed, which was going to raise the threshold for uh, companies uh, uh, having people work without being paid overtime. And the threshold right now is $23,000 a year, and if you compute that, yeah, that's almost uh, the minute, a little bit more than the $7.25 minimum wage per year, and everybody, over 60% of the workforce is is making uh, over that threshold amount now, and um, but so, so you have, well, I should say that, yeah, only 6% of the workforce is making under that amount. So it really does. It's meaningless now. Uh, President Obama wanted to raise it to fifty-one thousand dollars, which would have benefited thir- another thirteen and a half million uh, workers. But because he uh, we didn't reelect a Democrat, President Trump uh, he uh, got rid of that bill, and now we're still back to twenty-three thousand dollars per person per year. And if, if this is where persons, this is another trick they use, employers use, to keep uh, employees from getting the money they deserve. You come in and they um, assign you a job as a uh, a, a manager, an assistant manager, an administrative assistant, an administrator, and all these jobs they title, they say, are exempt from overtime. So in other words, you can then, they'll give you a salary, and you can end up working for that same salary 50, 60 hours a week while only being paid a, a flat salary, which at at, at 40, do, 40 hours a week would probably – has to compute to the minimum wage, which would compute to the minimum wage of $7.25 an hour. So you're working 60 hours with no overtime pay. That's another trick employers are using to keep wages down because – the job of the employers is to pay as little as possible for labor. And that's their goal. And that's because it's an adversary system and, the, and there's no unions anymore to protect anybody. So you have to be out there and, and get congressmen and senators and, and state legislators uh, elected who will support an increase in the minimum wage And an increase in the threshold where the employer uh, has to pay you for uh, overtime, no matter what your job title is, if your uh, salary is below a certain threshold. So those are the two main laws that that are out there that uh, need to be uh, corrected. And the only way they're going to be corrected is uh, politically. It can't be done in the courts for these two laws. I'm I'm helpless to act, unfortunately, for you to correct these uh, wage um, uh, laws. The only way you can do it is you can do it yourself by voting uh, Democrats into office in the next election. And that's, that's where we're headed on, on those two laws.
0: Gotcha. All right. So let's talk about this real quick uh, I want to kind of back up on the uh, on this um, deal with the overtime um, let's see the uh, this is where uh, Obama President Obama wanted to raise it to include more people and the Trump administration uh, is either how did you say it? either they're reducing it back or they're not or they're not allowing that to to pass talk about that a little bit more
1: okay what happened was uh, towards the end of the uh, obama administration uh, in, in 2016 the department of labor passed regulations to strengthen the uh, overtime uh, laws and what it did was it took the uh, minimum threshold in other words if you receive less than this minimum threshold. Regardless of how they have you classified, you have to receive time and a half for hours' work. And that threshold, uh, as it existed in, uh, in 2016, had been that way since 1975, was $23,660. Wow. So you can imagine how wages have gone up uh, since 1975. 1975, I was making it as an attorney. My first job, I was making $16,000 a year. So wow. you know that was so you could, you could, I mean that's and it hasn't changed and the threshold then was twenty three thousand six hundred and sixty dollars so here we are forty years uh, later uh, over forty years later and Obama manages to get through the Department of Labor regulation that would have, would have taken it up in two thousand sixteen to forty seven thousand four hundred seventy six dollars which still comparatively speaking. Is not uh, a great deal of money for persons who are supposed to be in management, administrators, executives, um, uh, you know, uh, p- highly educated people, scientists pr- with professional exemptions. Right. But all of this all then when the uh, Trump administration came in and they put <clears throat> their people in the Department of Labor, they withdrew that legis- that uh, regulation. So it went. It stayed at twenty three thousand six and and that's where it is today now because of that people they you, they you could come into an office and and be a uh, an assistant and be and they could say well you know i'm going to classify you as uh, exempt from overtime and uh, if you're below the threshold uh uh then um you you know you will be Uh, you will only be paid, you know, I should say you're above the threshold. I'm sorry. You um, uh, won't receive any overtime pay. And so you'll just get the flat salary no matter how many hours you work. And that's being abused all the time. And we're looking for cases like that, any type of abuse where um, that you're misclassified. In other words, you really aren't an executive. You really aren't in management. And you really have no discretion to hire or fire, but they're treating you as as an executive or an administrator and exempt. You know those are the kind of cases we take, but it's it's more difficult because or it's where the threshold is so low because they they argue well we comply with the threshold law. You know they're making over twenty three thousand six hundred sixty dollars a year, so that's the first part of the test is the salary test and they uh the, the company has complied with the salary test and even taking it to you know for 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 exemptions taking it to taking to 47,000 was not so great in compare to to you know 40 years with no change so that's that's a, an issue that um is important to a lot of people that are working on salaries and working overtime and not getting paid and that's the, another repercussion of having the uh, Republicans in control of, of Congress and the, and the white house.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and look, something that, that uh, you said is that, Hey, it's a system that we have. It's an adversarial system. Look, the, the company's job is to be profitable and, and they're always looking ways to stay profitable. uh, And of course, uh, in most companies, labor, wages, whatever you want to call them, are typically the biggest expense. So yeah, they're going to look at ways to keep that down. Now, if you are wanting to protect yourself, you have to look how you can protect yourself politically. As you said, you know, the courts aren't going to handle this. And on top of that, who that, you know, who really has time to, you know, to, to fight this, uh, you know, uh, on that level anyway. So you have to fight it politically. And, you know, look, this is something that is uh, almost counterintuitive for a entrepreneur, for a business owner, because you're a business owner. I'm a business owner. And, and if wages go up, then you and I are going to be paying more. But I, you know, because I've known you, you know, I think there's a, we, you and I feel that there's a moral obligation to give people a livable wage you know 750 eight dollars an hour is really not a livable wage there, there's and depending on where you live there, you're in trouble you know because you know even you know even 10 bucks an hour what can you do with 10 bucks an hour
1: and, and, you, you, you know, <clears throat> they have in the law that's called the earned income uh, tax credit, where if you make below yeah. a certain amount, you, you don't pay any income taxes. That helps. But even at $15 an hour, you need that earned income tax credit so that, that you can have, a, you know, enough money in your pocket to be able to, to pay the, the, the things you need to live on. And you don't need to be uh, working, um, you know, 60 hours a week for uh, $7.25 an hour where you're only a, an hour for the time you work with no overtime. So it, it's all a, a, a bad situation. Unions have no power. They can't help anybody. Um, you know, we're seeing th- some of the big big box stores starting to get up above $10 an hour, but nowhere near 15 yet. And that's really, 15 is really the starting point it should be, but this law doesn't get to 15 until 2024 but at least it gets there otherwise right. it's going to stay at $7.25 except for you know in fortunately in in over 20 states now they've raised their minimum wage but nobody's above $10 yet California wow. some some cities are $15 you know they're at San Francisco and in Los Angeles and San Diego the, the bigger cities are are above that but but not where in the vast majority of places, as a consequence, the economy's flat, and you know, yep. I, you know, Trump can can boast about the economy, but it's not moving; it's flat. And well, um, and, and here's the
0: other thing. Here's the other thing. If you've ever gone to a place, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on Walmart because I, I think this has been my experience at Walmart. They. they typically have people there that, that seem unhappy. And so we've stopped going to Walmart because the service has gotten so bad because these people are getting paid so little, right? And so a lot of times these big companies like Walmart will give an employee 30 hours a week or 35 hours a week, whatever it is they can get away with so they don't have to pay any benefits, right? So now that employee has to have two jobs and, and in some cases still doesn't qualify for health benefits. And, and it's just like, you know, I could see you doing that if you're a startup because you're, you're betting on the future, but you're Walmart, you're a billion dollar company. You have huge profits. I, I think that you could probably do a little bit better than that. And and, and if I'm not mistaken, Norm, I think Walmart just recently, didn't you send me some information about them getting hit with a, uh, with some kind of suit
1: regarding yeah, their wages? They, they just got a jury just uh, found that uh, Walmart uh, owes $6 million to its employees for me- meal break violations. What they were doing was you got you a 30-minute uh, unpaid meal break. But what they did is they tacked on uh, the front end of it a security check. So by the time you... You got in line for your security check. You know you're losing five or ten minutes of your thirty-minute break, and so they got hit. The in court it was a class action. They got hit and they were tagged with a six million-dollar uh, jury verdict against them for uh, for uh, chopping off time off of uh, persons' meal breaks. That's the kind of thing that we do in class action cases. Uh, in California, is violations of uh, of meal break laws and uh, rest break laws and uh, overtime laws that we talked about already. But that's the kind of work we do here, where we can represent groups and actions like this, and uh, we've been very, uh, fortunately, very successful at it, and, and and getting changes in policy. And so we're trying in California, especially, trying to keep all these employ employers honest. Uh, in in their practices and compliance with the laws, even though the laws may not be as strong as we'd like them, uh, we, in, with the laws that we have on the books here in California, we're able to uh, prosecute uh, employers successfully to keep them in compliance because, it, it, you know, otherwise what ends up happening is is these employee, employers cheat to compete and they go to the, the lowest common denominator. And this, these laws, uh, in practice, we talked about the Private Attorney General Act, where uh, these employees are deputized by the state of California to prosecute these employers. It's kept them honest and even the playing field for startups competing against Walmart. That Walmart can't uh, do these kind of uh, illegal acts, and so you have a chance as a startup to compete with them to, you know, get some of the business that uh, that Walmart currently has. So it's 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 a a tough tough uh, climate out there for employees, and they don't have a lot of power. And the legislators in well, California we have good laws here, but the country because of, of our situation in Washington, there is not laws that, that cross the country. And you need that because, as we said at the beginning, a rising tide floats all ships. If we can get everybody as a starting point at $15 an hour, then it's it's going to be commonplace for people to be making $30 an hour and have a real living wage that they can live on and, and, uh, and you know, make a vibrant economy, and even persons making thirty dollars an hour, they're going to spend all their money. I mean, it's, it's not a situation where they're living in you know, in the lap of luxury. Right. That is the kind of, but that's the kind of money that a person needs to make to be able to to start to think about living comfortably. But in still, they're going to be spending all that money, and consumer spending is the U.S. economy. Absolutely. And we're a flat economy now because we're not putting the money in the hands of people that will spend it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and as
0: always, Norm, uh, thank you so much for stopping by. This is, you know, one of those situations where uh, people have to vote with their pocketbook. And this is, you know, the thing that you talk about all the time. You know, if if you think that the 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 best party that's going to serve your pocketbook is going to be, the Republicans then vote for them. if you think the best pocket the best party that's going to serve your pocketbook is going to be the Democratic Party, then vote for them but it's a real simple thing it's it's you know follow the money and, and and vote with your pocketbook
1: yeah, you know they talk about it's the economy stupid, but it's the economy stupid in a personal sense what's best for your economy, not what's best for the United States economy what's best for your economy, more money in your pocket. The Democrats will put more money in your pockets.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Norm Blumenthal, I want to say thank you so much for stopping by. If you guys have questions and you want to reach out to Norm and his team, you can go to bamlawca.com. That's B as in Bert, B A M Law, L <laughs> A W C A dot com. Norm Blumenthal, thank you so much for stopping by.
1: Sure, Bert. Always a pleasure. Take care.
0: All right. Good stuff there from Norm Blumenthal, one of America's most trusted lawyers when it comes to things like employment law, consumers protection laws. Uh, Him and his team have literally collected $1.3 billion for their clients. This is an amazing amount of people to work with. So if you have some questions, if you think maybe you've been mistreated, maybe you, were, uh, you have some questions about, uh, uh, what do you call it, maybe a past employer, check out BAMLawCA.com, and Norman. and his team will take care of you. As always, my friends, thank you so much for being here. As always, my friends, please, let's share this episode. Let's help as many people as we can. And as always, remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch, and check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.